Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Iron Catholic Podcast. This is your host, Rob, and thanks for taking some time out of your day to join me for episode number two. We have a great topic today, and the topic that we are going to be discussing is why integrate faith and fitness? So we're going to talk about six points that are really going to show us the value of why we should integrate faith and fitness. But before we begin, let's start with the prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits, who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, before we begin, I just want to give a big thank you to everyone who has encouraged me along this journey of developing this podcast, some of the themes and ideas that are behind this. Uh, People have helped me with Uh, developing some of this. And so I just want to give a big thank you to a lot of my friends and family for helping me develop this. And even people in the gym, believe it or not, people in the gym I'll talk about this with and they give me some great ideas. Uh, So God be praised for that. So thank you so much. Okay, let's dive into point number one. And point number one is this. Everything that we experience in life, be it mental, physical, or spiritual, begins in the physical. So as you might have heard in the last episode, I mentioned this, that I learned this from an abbot who was speaking to us at a Byzantine monastery uh, when we were on a staff retreat for work. And this really, this statement really changed my life. And it showed me that our body is how we perceive and experience the world. And it's so important to keep it at a peak level so that we can better interpret and understand these experiences, be it mental, physical, or spiritual, that are happening in our life. So if our body's not sharp or well, our experience and perception can really change. So I remember being sick as a kid, you know, with the flu, and, you know, I have the chills, I got all the flu symptoms, stuffy nose, sore throat, and it was so weird for me as a kid to know that let like the indoor temperature of my parents' house was about 70 degrees usually. And it was not cold, but when I had the flu, it felt like it was about 10 degrees colder because anybody who's had the chills knows that it feels like it's way colder than it is. So your body's perception of the environment changes when you're sick. And so my body was not well at this moment. So my perception had changed at this point. I also, just one more example, I remember having food poisoning uh, on Ash Wednesday. I remember I went to Hoo Hot, and I, it was Fat Tuesday, and I said, man, am I going to pig out. I'm really going to make it a Fat Tuesday, underline the fat part. And it totally turned upside down on me, and I got food poisoning, and I remember the next day, uh, I was so sick, I was throwing up, and I, I just, I did not have the strength to get out of bed just about all day. I couldn't even go to Ash Wednesday service. I think that was the first Ash Wednesday service I ever missed because I was so sick. And so 
I don't think I prayed at all that day. Now, it doesn't mean that I couldn't have, but because I was sick, my body's my body's experience of what was going on was was different. My everything changed for me when I wasn't well. And so again, prayer was not impossible, but it was that much harder. I had to be that much more focused uh, to listen to what God was saying to me in that instant because my body was sick. So let's think of a scripture verse. When Jesus heals the blind beggar in Luke 18, the beggar followed Jesus. Now you might be thinking, well, yeah, of course he followed Jesus because Jesus just did a miracle for him. But think about this. Not that he couldn't follow Jesus before as a blind man, but because of the healing, because of the increase in his faculties, this man now had received his sight. He could more wholly experience God. He could see God in Jesus. He could experience God in a much more complete way. Now, this is not to say that somebody who has a physical deficit can't still experience God in a very profound way, but this is just saying that, you know, the better our body is, the more peak condition we are in, the better we can experience what's going around us. And in today's hyper-physicalized culture, you know, which focuses so much on bodily perfection and beauty, it really makes sense that one of the first ways that somebody could encounter the person of Jesus or God is through exercise, through the body. Our mind, our body, and our spirit are all connected. And similar to a three-legged stool, if one of the legs is weak, the whole stool is now compromised. So we should be always looking to improve our physical fitness or at least maintain some sort of standard of physical fitness and physical competency so that we can better than experience the mental, spiritual, and physical experiences that are going around us. Exercise plays a role. Diet, of course, plays a role, you know, with their energy and with what fuels their body. Uh, And everyone's a bit different, but some combination of those is necessary uh, to better experience God as a whole. And let me just leave you this point with this one uh, phrase from the Catechism, paragraph 6. So it says, One reason man occupies a unique place in creation is that in his own nature— He unites the spiritual and material world. So here it is in the Catechism. Man's unique place in creation in his nature is because he unites the spiritual and material world. So that's one reason. Let's jump to number two. So the second reason is this. Integrating and connecting God to anything immediately gives it more value and purpose. So this is anything. This is anything that we occupy our time with, from the most meaningful tasks of the day to seemingly the most meaningless. Anytime we add God to these tasks in our life, it immediately gives it more value. And conversely, anything separate from God has limited value because its effect is limited to this world. There's there's not necessarily a tie to an eternal reward, if you will. And so God can ultimately take what we do and multiply it with our cooperation, of course. Now, not that he needs it, but God wills us to be a part of the process. So just 
think of the story in the Bible where Jesus feeds the 5,000 and how it connects to God multiplying the little that we can supply and do. So in this story, Jesus says to the disciples, the disciples come to Jesus and they say, you know, we have no food. Send these people away so that they can go find food because it's getting late. And Jesus says, feed them yourselves. And so right here, this shows us that God wills us to be part of the process. And so the disciples bring him five loaves and two fish from the people. Now, obviously, five loaves and two fish is not going to feed an army, especially not 5,000. Uh, and that was just and that was just men. That's not including women and children in this story, if you remember. And so Jesus takes what the apostles bring and he multiplies it. So this is an example of God multiplying our labors. If you even think about it from a mathematical standpoint, you take anything and then you add an infinite God to it and it automatically adds an infinite value. It makes it infinite from that point. And so... I'm really convinced that integrating God into your exercise will help you get stronger, faster, and perform better in whatever type of exercise you choose to do. Now, this is not a superstitious way or a bargaining way where I'm saying, let's say you, if you pray three Hail Marys before your bench press session, your bench press is going to go up. It might that day, but it, you may not be able to attribute that to the three Hail Marys directly. But I'm saying simply over time, the increased value of adding God to your workouts will undoubtedly have a positive and progressive effect over a stretch of time. And so even if you're not hitting your goals, your numbers, your times, benchmarks that you set for yourself, the very act of doing exercise in cooperation with God really makes it certain that you have gained something from that workout. No workout is, is void of any value, even if it's a bad workout in that situation. So why limit your exercise to exclusively a temporal purpose? So I know for me, before integrating God into my workouts, uh, there was a purpose, there was still a purpose, but it was easy for me to give in to worldly purposes and, you know, sins such as anger, vanity, addiction. These things can creep in. They're not necessarily a given, but they definitely can creep in. But once I start to integrate God into my workout, you know, I pray before I go in to workout. I pray during my workout in various ways. And I pray after my workout and Thanksgiving for uh, the time that I was able to spend an exercise pushing myself and giving glory to God uh, through my bodily struggle. And so let us just remember as we close point two, uh, the words of our Lord when he was asked, uh, what is the greatest commandment? And he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. And this really encompasses a total love of God through mind, through body, and through spirit. So let's move on to point number three, which is this. Discipline and consistency, both physically and spiritually, will increase your quality of life. So some of you might be familiar with a Navy SEAL that has a podcast, and his name is Jocko Willink. 
And if any of you are familiar with him, you know his coined phrase, which is discipline equals freedom. And what we do in one area often affects another area of our life. I know I can say from personal experience that sometimes when my prayer life gets a little lazy and lax, sometimes my workouts get a little lazy. Or vice versa, if my workouts are kind of slacking a little bit, uh, then my prayer life might start to take a hit too. But on the contrary, when one area is going well, oftentimes the other's going well. Now, not always, but I think more oftentimes than not, there's def- I've seen a definite correlation in my life, and maybe you have as well. And I know that in my experience at the gym, a lot of the guys or women that I run into who are dedicated gym rats, average gym goers, often are seeking a spiritual connection out of the rigor of their physical pursuit. Many people that I come across are very open to talking about spirituality or talking about Christianity. There's, there's a lot more openness than I would expect or I think the average person would expect in the gym because there's a hunger, because there's that, there's that connection between the body and the spirit. And so we're going to discuss this at length in future episodes, but this opportunity is fertile for evangelization. And this is why I think evangelization can be huge at the gym. I really think there are people who are very open to evangelization at the gym. But to wrap up this point, if you have discipline and consistency, both physically and spiritually, uh, this is really going to increase your quality of life when you are thriving spiritually, your relationship with God is strong, and your body is in peak condition as, as much as your circumstances in life allows, you're really going to have such a higher quality of life, and you're really going to be thriving at this point. Okay, so let's dive into our fourth point. And the fourth point is this. This integration of faith and fitness gives you extra opportunities for prayer and to build your relationship with God. Now, if you open your Bible and you turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, you see that St. Paul says, pray without ceasing. And this sounds like a tall task. You might ask, how can I pray at all times without ceasing? I got work, I got responsibilities outside of work, I got a family, I have to get my seven to eight hours of sleep at night. We just we all have things that are going on in our life that make this seem difficult. Now, remember, the Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches that prayer is simply the lifting of the mind and the heart to God. So prayer is our connection to God. Prayer is turning to God and talking to him uh, and building this relationship with him. And so you think about all the things that we do in our daily life, you know, from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed. If we offer these things to God, it can be a prayer. It can be our connection and our relationship, our lifting of the mind and the heart to God. And so exercise is no exception in this case. I mean, you can give each workout a prayer intention. Heck, if you want to take it to the next level, 
you could give each exercise and each set a prayer intention, or you can integrate scripture into here. And we'll get to more of these opportunities as to how to integrate your faith and fitness uh, in future episodes. But these are some things you can do. So if you look at exercise, this is a monumental opportunity for prayers. Now, remember this. God often brings us to the edge in our life. He's pushing us. He expects great things out of us because he knows what we're capable of. And here, in exercise, we meet God at the edge of our physical capabilities. You know, you look at the struggle of a workout, the grinding out of a last set of weights, or maybe trying to tack off an extra few seconds if you're already an elite runner. Anything, really. We push ourselves to the edge of our, face, our, of our physical capabilities. And so working out is a lot of people's opportunity to get away. And the presence of God does not weary our need to get away. God wants to be a part of every aspect of our lives. And so uh, this is an opportunity to pray for extra strength so we can push our limits, so we can glorify God in pushing our limits. And if you even look at this on a physical level, if we can connect God to a positive experience in our lives like this, like exercise, and when the endorphins are flowing and the adrenaline's going, it will help create a stronger connection to God. I am convinced this will help us build our relationship with God. And not that our relationship with God is built on a chemical connection necessarily, but it reiterates our first point, which says everything we experience in life be it mental, physical, or spiritual, begins in the physical. And so those endorphins can aid us in making that connection to God on a very physical level. Okay, we got two more points to get to. We're coming up on point number five. So point number five is this. Connecting faith and fitness can help us serve as a Catholic Christian witness and example to others and help make fitness a potential means for evangelization. So I want to start this point out with a quick story. So a couple of years ago in my gym that I work out at, I had an interesting experience. I was squatting at the squat rack late at night, and there was a guy next to me on the other squat rack who was also squatting. And between our sets, we began to talk And after a short bit, he asked me a strange question. He said, why are you bothering to talk to me? And I was really taken aback. I was confused by his question. And he was, I guess from his perspective, he was shocked that I would take time out of my workout as one of the guys who at that time was one of the stronger guys in the gym and talk to him who was somebody who was not as far along as I was. And I can't remember exactly what I said, but I do remember the context of it. I kind of stated in a sense that because I was Catholic, I believe that every person has equal dignity. Uh, And from this point, we talked probably for two hours. Um, And I'm not sure if this conversation had any impact on his faith, uh, but I pray it did. And so this is just one opportunity Uh, out of hundreds that I've had in the gym. And maybe you've had some that are similar. Uh, But I really believe that God will provide these opportunities in our life to serve as a Catholic role model and a Catholic witness to others uh, in the gym. And these opportunities can come no matter how strong or no matter how proficient you are. 
But I will say when you become very proficient in your specific focus of exercise, uh, these opportunities will increase. They can increase. Others just others will ask you about your journey. And so when this happens, include God. Talk about how God has played a role in shaping your exercise. You know, people admire those who have something they want. And in a culture of vanity and in a culture that has an increasing focus on fitness and on the body, I really think there's more of an opportunity than ever uh, to integrate this into our, our, our faith, into our fitness. Okay, so we have one more point and then we're going to wrap up. So the final point, number six, that I want to make is this. So through integrating your faith and fitness, you begin to turn something secularized into something more sacred. Okay, so let me explain what I mean with this. Oftentimes in someone's pursuit of faith and a relationship with God, uh, there tends to be a, a big focus, and rightfully so, on the mental and the spiritual, but sometimes the physical can get neglected uh, when connecting to God. I think sometimes it tends to get underemphasized uh, in, in preaching uh, and in how messages are conveyed to us. Um, now, this isn't to speak of the importance or the hierarchy of mind, body, spirit, but I think a lot of times fitness and the body can take a back seat to like the intellectual and the spiritual training that happens in our catechesis and us learning our faith and our relationship with God. So I want you to think of this. Think back to the sculptors of the olden days, sculptors like Michelangelo, Donatello, these sculptors that lived several hundred years ago. So these sculptors often in their art saw bodily aesthetics as something good and as something beautiful. I think, you know, the body at that time especially really resembled some level of perfection and strength, and it's portrayed in how they designed their artwork. If you look at a lot of the art, a lot of their sculptures in this time, the bodies of the people that they carve are very aesthetic. They're very chiseled. They're very cut. And the physical chiseledness and the cutness of it portrays a certain level of perfection in their art. It was a virtual portrayal uh, of these bodies of the men and the women that they sculpted. And I think we today can reclaim this holy and righteous vision uh, that has been there for the body in the past. And with more knowledge now in exercise than ever, we have more tools, more exercises, more equipment, more science available than ever to help us really build the body uh, the best we can. Now, this isn't to say that everybody has to be a bodybuilder, has to be you know super aesthetic or super cut, uh, but let us turn to this so often secularized industry of fitness that can focus on vanity and pride a lot of times into a way to show how we can properly bring God into fitness. It is possible. And I believe that in today's culture where the body is such a focus, I think God really wills this as a platform for evangelization to bring his message to the world uh, and to help build relationships with his people. 
Okay, so just a quick recap before we close up on the six points. Uh, the first point, everything we experience in life, be it mental, physical, or spiritual, begins in the physical. Point number two was integrating and connecting God to anything has potential to add infinite value. Point number three was discipline and consistency, both physically and spiritually, will increase your quality of life. Point number four was this integration of faith and fitness gives you extra opportunities for prayer and to build your relationship with God. Point five was integrating faith and fitness allows us to serve as a Catholic Christian witness, an example to others, and to help make fitness a potential means for evangelization. And our final point was, through the integration of faith and fitness, you can begin to turn something secularized into something more sacred. So that's just a summing of the six points, and that's all that I have for you today. So again, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day. I hope that these six points resounded with you, and I hope that you can find them helpful uh, in your own life in understanding why it is so important to integrate your faith and your fitness and what it can really do and benefit you. So let's close in a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, thanks again for taking some time to join me today, and may God continue to bless you and your loved ones. And as always, grab hold of that God-given destiny that he has laid out for you. God bless.